It's Just Bodybuilding. Scott McNally, our producer. Dusty Hanshaw. OG. White hat motherfucker. Rolling. There's a certain breed of people that can wear white hats. I just can't do it. I'm just... I think I, I, I get them dirty so fucking fast. Like, share, subscribe, mm-hmm. comment. Comment. Read the bell. Ring the bell. So it has nothing to do with like you being a bad guy or a good guy, Ron. The white no, hat. no, I admire the white hat. So you know the guys that can wear the white hat with the white shoes. Yes, I know that guy. Right. I just think like, like that's awesome. But I'm. I don't know. I think I would get everything dirty. I don't know. I just don't trust. I just don't trust the world. It's not me. It's not me. What about like remember cowboy cowboy movies though? The white hat. Yeah, good guys always wore the white hat. I know. White hat looks sharp. Okay. Yeah, but do you want to be the good guy or do you want to be Doc Holliday? You know. You gonna do something or just stand there and bleed? Just say. Anyway, sorry, I've gotten distracted again. I uh, have to remind everybody. Boom! Oh yeah, you guys trained together too. We did. And we got some pictures together, Scott. Yeah, we did. We fucking flooded the world. I saw a few of those. Multiple. Text, text those to me later. Multiple photographs together. Yeah. At least five. At least, At least. five. Well, what we, you- didn't we say we would make sure we got one a day? Isn't that what we kind of got? Was one a day? We did it. We did it. So it was what? LA Fit Expo? LA yeah. Fit Expo. Yep. Now there's no contest Expo. with that anymore, right? No, there used no. like there used to be like wasn't there a, like a muscle show or something that used to be called? I don't know, I can't remember. But there yeah, used there's, to be a there's nothing there. bodybuilding related. Just I us. um, the expo was pretty small this year. Like it was, it was pretty small. There wasn't a lot going on, but it was like you know busy and the po- the vibe was really positive and everyone was like happy to be there and you know what I mean. So kind of, you know, sort of similar to what happened at FIBO. You know, it was a lot smaller, but there was still, you know, people like our lineup for that game we do, the Mutant Mass Challenge where they hold the bags out. Yep. Like that thing, that thing is such a simple idea, but it was such a great idea because anyone can do it. Hmm. And it's lined up all day. Even well, if we have no one talking to us, me and Dusty would be standing there just bullshitting by ourselves. There's no mm-hmm. one even talking to us. And that, that game is lined up. What is the game? What do you do? You stand there and you hold the bags out to the side. The guys oh. hold the 15-pound bags. Yeah. And the girls hold the five-pound bags. Okay. And, and you compete for times and they time it and they have a scoreboard behind you and everything. And then at the end of the day, they text the winner huh. of the men and the women. And they give you this big prize pack. And if you're not at the expo, they mail it to you. And then the winner of the weekend gets like a championship belt. And so like on Sunday, last day of the expo, they'll text whoever's in the lead and they'll be like, hey, you know, if it looks like you're probably going to win, you know, if you want to come to the expo and get your belt at four o'clock or whatever. And, And I think they've all come back to like get it. We haven't had to mail it to anybody, but. Yeah, they're just putting a lot of effort into it, and and uh, it's just you know the the key about the the booth is engaging people. That's the whole point. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. So 
there has to be engagement happening at all times. And so that's been, you know, like the booth across from us, that, that keto bread booth, mm -hmm. they had like a chin up challenge. And the chin up challenge was like pretty steady all day. But there were, there were some gaps in it where there was no one doing it. But that's because not everybody can do chin ups. Hmm. Yeah. Like, everybody you know, can like, hold I, a bag I'm of not protein. Good at chin ups. I'm not going to do a chin up challenge. I fucking suck at chin ups. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But hold 15 pound bags out. I mean, that's totally different. So, anyways, that's just my little marketing observation. It's good to have something that engages people. Who who else you know, did you guys fact. see there? There had to be like a lot of other people in in bodybuilding there. A yeah, ton. it wasn't crazy. It wasn't crazy. There, um, so manager Matt was there. So like the whole manager Matt, you know, crew, like all that, you know, the whole social crew from Cutler to Dana and Rob to Regan, you know, all those people were there. So it was like cool. So I was talking to that whole crew. We saw them all at Golds and stuff. And then Jay showed up on Sunday at the expo. He came down Sunday with his clothes. And um, it was really good. I walked past Jay's booth just to look and yeah. he saw me and and because uh, I didn't want to like I don't like cutting in line. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just don't like doing that. But he saw me and he goes, hey, come here. So I was like, oh, OK, fuck, I get to see Jay. So <laughs> he was cool. He pulled me right in the booth, talked to me for like probably we probably talked for almost 10 minutes. We talked long enough that I started to feel bad. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> fuck. The line's not moving. But while he was talking, he signed like three hats and just handed them back to guys. Like, shh, shh. He's just <laughs> right. the king. He's still the king, man. People leaning in on the booth all around, holding out the stuff they just bought, and he's just like quickly signing it while he's talking to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what was awesome? He's uh, Here's what makes Jay a great guy, and everyone knows this. And this is just advice. You know, this is just advice. He sees me, and the first thing he does is he asks about my client. How's Morgan doing? Oh, no kidding. Because he just saw my client Morgan, right? A couple weeks ago up on his Canadian tour. And I was like, of course, Jay would ask about someone else, right? So, you know, that type of stuff. And then the next thing he says, how's the gym doing? You know? And then he looks at yep. the And then I look up and Dave Borlay's standing there with the camera. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be on JTV. And then Jay does a little interview. He, he goes, uh, when are you going to have me up to West Coast Iron, bro? <laughs> and, you know, he gives me a little interview. And so we did a little chat thing on, you know, is that JTV? Yeah, know? yeah. Dave's yeah. filming it. So, That's yeah, so there cool. should be, I might show up. I might show up on an episode of JTV, I guess. Let us know, guys. Like, send me the link if you see that. It'll be my claim to fame. Yeah. I think I'll go from an F-list YouTube star to like an E-list YouTube star if I appear on because if I appear on JTV it might pull me up a bit a little bit not do you think you would have gotten more if there was a video of him calling you over to talk to yeah yeah if that's on video no. I might go right to a D-list which is <laughs> wow wow yeah, you can hang out with you know some other D-listers. It could be great. If if you get to D-list, you can just get into your local bar without a cover. Don't even card you. They don't even card you. Local bar, get right in. I, I got to keep asking questions about this because I I just got I want to know more. Um, 
what was Gold's gym like? Because I saw you guys training. I saw the picture up front. And then, so is it still all outside or what's the deal there? And did you, like, you said you saw DLB and everybody else. Like, what was, who all was there? And, and yeah, what did you train? Sorry, like I said, so, I got a bunch. <laughs> well, Dusty, Dusty can interrupt me at any point. Um, so we, we got there Wednesday and then Thursday we went to shoot Mutant on a Mission. So the plan was I didn't have anyone from the gym to give me the tour. You know what I mean? So Dusty and I were just going to tour it ourselves. Uh, Dusty was just going to like co-host the episode with me and we just toured ourselves and then train. So that was the idea. So it was super easy. <coughs> so we show up uh, Thursday and we, first of all, it looks like a medium security prison. What? Because True. the chain link fence, oh. the chain link fence, they had to put up all around it. Right. And they like, you yeah. know, there's no razor wire, but I like to think there's razor wire. I like to. It said it was electric. It said it was electric fence right on it. You can't no. touch yeah, electric. Fuck, I didn't. There you go. I guess so it's electric fence. I didn't even see your that ass. sign. Yeah, well, it didn't exist. How did but I miss I was just, that sign? Cool. <laughs> well, it I'm going to go with one. that. But we're going to say it because Anyways. it's better. <laughs> yeah. It, so it looks, like, yeah, it looks like a prison because of all like the chaos that's happening outside of the you know on the street is i mean it's the streets are lined with tents holy shit you know it is what it is like you know you see those homeless uh like a park that's just full of homeless people yeah well they're just i don't know they keep kicking them out of the parks i guess so now they just took the sidewalk between like all the sidewalks in that venice area are just lined with tents so it's, it's really crazy it's uh you know, it's weird because there's like, there's like Lambos and shit parked here and there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and lots Lambo, of like BMWs and, and, you know, nice SUVs and, you know, these aren't all, you know, these aren't beater cars. But man, I, if I was training at that Gold's, I might buy a beater car just to go to the gym in. Yeah. Right. Like just buy an F-150 to go to the gym in. <laughs> It's just a cheap, like an 83 F-150 <laughs> just to drive to Gold's, just to park in that neighborhood, you know? So, uh, but yeah, and it's just kind of also weird, like, because I'm thinking from a logistical point, where does everybody fucking park now? Hmm. Because that, uh, that whole front parking lot's gone. It's all gym. And the, oh, and the streets the catty quarter one. Just, yeah, there, there's that one still, right? But, mm, yeah. I mean... There must they must have another overflow like another lot somewhere. I mean, like where you can't park on the street. Hmm. It's just fun. Yeah, no, it's it's a train wreck. Plus, it I mean, it, it looks really odd. <clears throat> you walk up, and I was like, I had culture shock. I told Ron we walked in the front door. First, the outside is ghetto, but then you go on the inside, and they're dropping crazy money. I mean, they've got like. A whole seating area now and wooden Looks floors. Nice. The pro shop is, you know, all wooden floors and oh yeah, you know, super decked out. I'm like, okay, what's happening? The first room yep. is pretty much empty. It just has gym eighty equipment in it, and that first room used to be slammed with equipment. Yeah, but but it looks good because it's open. You're not like climbing all over each other, you know. But I would say. Maybe two items in the first room are, were there hmm. three years ago. That's sad. So, so well, that's that. That was a, that was initially. So here's here's what happened to me. 
when I first walked in to the main room, I was like, oh shit, where's all the equipment? Is everything outside? Cause like, there's still quite a bit of stuff in there. Don't get us wrong. There's two eight stacks and there's dumbbells up to 150 and there's, you know, a bunch of rogue racks down the wall and there's a bunch of stuff going on in there. But then when we started, when we actually started training, I thought it was awesome. Like there's so much space around all the machines that are inside. Hmm. And then the outside is so cool. Like we're doing hack squats outside on the old hack squat. And there's like a tent, mm-hmm. the big giant tent that it's under. And um, I just saw, man, we're training legs outside. This is just awesome. And it wasn't hot. It was like very mild and it was overcast. So for a Canadian like me, it was just perfect conditions. And, uh, and it wasn't even that, it was like dry too. So like I, we trained legs and I wasn't soaked. You know what I True. mean? It was good training conditions. Anyways, I really liked the ruggedness of it. Like having everything outside like that, like the parking lot's not level, right? So all the stuff that's actually sitting on the front half of the parking lot, like they put an AstroTurf down, but it's not level. Like you can see it's kind of moot. Like it's kind you of uneven. You can see and stuff. that it's not level. Okay. It's at a grade, but they've, they've, they've kind of leveled the machines somewhat and that most of them are bolted down yeah. to the ground. So anyways, like, but there's just something like kind of cool. Like it's like rugged. It's not, you know, most gyms are changing up, Right. Like most gyms are getting more fitnessy and more, you know, that sort of thing. But the, the fact that, you know, half the equipment is outside now almost took it back. Yeah. Like there's a, there was a, like a vibe of like, you know, what it must've been like to train outside in California. So you, you liked it, it more cool. in a way. Well, I really enjoyed training there. Okay. I mean, yeah, a lot of the machines, like some of the cool machines are gone, but they got a bunch of new stuff. And um, I saw a bunch of the same people. Like I saw a lot of the same people, you know. And um, yeah, I had a good time. I mean, it's not the gym it used to be. But it's a really cool <clears throat> place to train. Like, yeah, I had a good one. I enjoyed it. But I'm just a fan of, you know, I'm a positive person who, you know, is a fan of bodybuilding. We talked to a lot of people and the general consensus of like the old timers that we talked to I felt mm-hmm. Dusty can correct me. Maybe he spoke to other people, but I felt the consensus was they didn't like it at first because they were worried. And then they got to really like the outside element and, and it's different. It's not what it used to be, but they love training outside. Huh. I think it opened it up too, Scott. Like we weren't there when it was busy, but there were times back in the day when you would go crowded. into golds and it was almost impossible to train. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. now that it's spread out, I mean, I mean, they essentially added, I don't know, seven thousand, eight thousand square feet to the gym by doing this. I yeah. mean, it's it's huge. So, and and it doesn't feel empty. You've got some space though. Like, I can't even think. Maybe outside in the back, you could have done walking lunges before, but you still would have been in people's way. Like, there's enough room in this gym. You can do quite a bit of stuff. So. The only downside that I did notice is they need a lot, a lot more plates and a lot more trees because oh. there is so much equipment <clears throat> that we were like looking. Oh, there's a 45 on top of that hammer strike. Let's go grab that. Oh, we got one over there. So if a bunch of people were in there training at once, I imagine that plates become an issue. 
Yeah. Yeah, plates are well, plates were an issue and it wasn't even busy. So that was the only thing I noticed as well. And that's probably just a result of spreading the equipment out. <laughs> that's all that is. Yeah. And you spread the equipment out and it just, you know, your gym gets a plate flow going. You know, over time <laughs> you move trees, you know, you adjust things, and over time the plate flow settles in and then you go and disrupt it, and there's gonna be a correction period where you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then you're going to wind up, yeah, you'll wind up with like a, a portion of the gym that has no plates at all. That's a, that's weird. If you have that, you have to figure out why, <laughs> you know, you got a bunch of machines nobody uses in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. There's like no plates there at all. It's just weird. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Good time though. And then I guess the funny thing was Thursday, we didn't see anybody who was there for the expo. It was just Gold's Gym. It was like a normal day at Gold's Gym. Right. So when we went back Friday to just train on our own, I wasn't really thinking, oh, everyone's going to, like, people are going to arrive today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we walk in the gym, and then that's when we saw, you know, Regan and Rob and Dana and, you know, manager Matt and, you know, film guys and stuff like that were in there. And uh, Dana and Regan were training back. So they were filming the workout and we said hi to everybody and Dusty was busy doing a real estate transaction on his phone in between warm-up sets. <laughs> Dusty yeah, gets an emergency hardcore. text. Emergency text about a house. And he's like, Okay, so like we're we're doing our warm-up sets and he's like on his phone while I'm warming up. He's like <laughs> I'm like, Dusty's gotta get this done. And then he, he got it all yeah. tidied up just in time for work set number one. <laughs> Yeah, then it was time yeah, to get going, and the the gods of my shoulder uh, were nice to me that day, and I actually did. I was strong. I was like, all right, good. I had a good day. Nice. Because it was yeah. a little, you know, when you're in there and you're supposed to be like getting in your zone. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to be doing real estate transactions. <laughs> it's not usually. That's not part of my warm up for chest. Typically, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't usually be like. You know what? Now is the time to do this. You know. Not my deal. I had to, I had to yell a few things at him, make sure he was he was focused because he had a short window to get get set. So I, I think I, you know what else I think I doing? might have used a British accent at some point just for added effect through a British. He accent would let me there. get on. He would let me One get more. on my machine, on my machine, ready to go, and he would spin the plates. I saw that. Yeah, I, that was turn amazing. Them, just turn them. Turn them. It was amazing. And then I realized why I failed on that side faster. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. think about this. I'm outside. There's wind. And now we've got wind resistance on one side. You can't like that. Th you can't have like, you know, on the airplane. One of the wings has this little flippy thing up. What's a, what's a flippy thing called? A flippy thing. I'm thinking rudder. Thing. Rudder maybe or rudder maybe rudder, oh, no, the, rudder the, the, the flap the flaps are on the wing the rudders on the tail oh you're right yeah yeah we'll do the flaps but I think flaps I think is something else anyway um okay <clears throat> so the flippy thing the flippy thing was up on one side it wasn't the other it was a fucking mess I was trying to hold me back I had just I wanted to ask you guys about the gym specifically because. You know, I, I've I've been lucky enough to travel out there and train there a, a couple of times, a couple of weeks in a row or, or you know, a couple of week periods. But I feel row. like, well, not in a row, sorry. Yeah. Train several times in a row, you know, like out there for a week. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of our audience probably 
even though it's probably the most popular gym that still exists mm-hmm. right now, I feel like a lot of our audience probably statistically hasn't had that chance to get out there. So I just feel oh, like it's yeah. something a lot of people would be like, you know, it'd be cool to hear about. Actually, yeah. you know what we have to talk about that's cool, Scott? Ron, you've got to tell them about why the front of the original Golds is still Golds. Remember we talked to the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So How cool we, is that? Yeah, so we found out that the original Golds, right? The one on Pacific Drive, yeah. whatever. I remember I got a photo in front of it back in 96, and I never could find the picture, but the the letters are bleached into the wall. Like there used to be a sign that said Gold's Gym and then the sign came down, but the letters were bleached by the sun, right? Yeah. So it still says Gold's Gym on the front of it. And um, I guess it's a it's an apartment now. Like it's a it's and I guess though the someone lives there now. Huh. But they're not allowed to change the front of the building. No shit. It's like cultural, it's like a cultural site or something like that. Huh. So like if you're going to live in there, you own that building or whatever, you can't change the front of it. I like that. I like that. We were talking about before because we were trying to figure out how has this building been sitting there in our heads empty because if it wasn't empty, obviously it would be painted. Yeah. You know, and we, we had all these theories of why it could be that it was left alone. And it turns out you're just not allowed to change it. And somebody actually lives there. I was like, for like 30 grand a month. Can you imagine? I actually live in the original Gold's Gym. My yeah, bed like is a Gold's a Gym. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, no yeah. Shit. Anyways, that's what we were told. Who knows? Who knows? That's what we were told. We thought it was a cool story and it came from a person of high authority. So there you go. I believe it because I want to. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Big People thanks do it all to the Jeff. time on Sundays. Big, you know, same big thing. thanks to Jeff from, from Gold's Venice for facilitating the visit. Uh, great guy. Took care of us. Runs the show down there. So helpful. Okay, okay Dusty, Absolutely. do you have any questions? I have a lot of questions. Do you have anything on the agenda? Did oh, you, you meant not from me. I don't actually have any questions from other people. Life questions, questions. like yeah, stuff like exactly. that. How did that happen to me? I still don't understand. Did you guys check out like, anything with uh, New York Pro? Yes. I did. I, I'm surprised because you were traveling and all that. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I, oh, no, well, we, we still checked. Two shows in a row. I mean, fuck. He looked bonkers at this yeah. one. And you know what? I uh, oh, there we go. Look at the arms on him. It's fucking crazy arms. Do you know what I find interesting about Blessing though? Is uh, as good as these pictures look. When you watch him move, he's even more impressive. So in person or video, it looks better because his muscle has so much movement, so much detail, and he he poses really well. He's also very very animated. I think he could be in a tie and win a show based on the way he poses and not just the execution, but like he literally looks like he's having the time of his life when he's bodybuilding. Hmm. Yeah. You don't, I, I, yep. you don't see that a ton. Didn't he work with Kai at one point on posing? I think he oh, worked, yeah. I think early on. I think that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He Which would have, make sense. I mean, he, would have been, he would have been running in the same circles as Kai. 
Okay. Huh. You know, with that, you know, the red con group and all those people. Right. Yep. So I could see that. Not to take anything away from him, but I did hear some people say backstage at the indie, they were like, he came off as being real arrogant. That he was like really cocky, like walking around like boogeyman's in the house. This is the boogeyman show. Yeah. Hey, welcome <laughs> and, to the NFL. And people were you like, know, man, just up. you know, take it down a notch. But hey, then I, I you know, know, I mentioned that to someone else, and and there's kind of also a thought that it might be kind of like, you know, a little mind game these got going on back there. Well, yeah, I mean, Arnold used to do it. Fuck, what are you gonna criticize? Uh, you know, hey, I put up with guys that were you know, kind of like that. Some of them are great bodybuilders, you know? Yeah. Like and backstage just, people would like try to get under your well, skin. Hey, as long as it's not, as long as it's not getting personal or something like, you know, if he just wants to hype himself up or whatever, I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. You don't want to like, I don't, you know, go at anybody for no reason. <laughs> it's not like that, you know, but I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what he was saying? You know, his personality is that. So his personality is that way. If you (laughs) look at the videos or I don't know if it's his personality or if it's his shtick with all the Instagram and stuff, but he always puts out kind of loud content. So whether that's his thing in real life or it's his thing he does for his social. But at the end of the day, I I always think, you know, if you have a problem with it, beat him. And that's going to be real hard to do. Yeah. Yep. You know, every other sport has Every other. I also noticed that. that um, I also noticed the reemergence of George Farah and everyone wanting to be with him again. Hmm. So um, Justin Rodriguez came in off again and announced today that he and George started today. No kidding. Huh. Yep. And then, oh, frick, I can't remember. Um, someone else actually worked with him for one week going into the New York Pro. And said it was, oh, it was, I think it was Max. And said it was a drastic change. Max Charles. No kidding. I'm going to look real quick. I'm going to verify before I, I, I tend to absolutely, you know how Ron like knows exactly what he's talking about and speaks. I, I'm the opposite of that. You like make stuff like, up. No, it was not. Yeah. I just like pull it directly out of my ass. It's like, <laughs> that actually did not happen. Yep. It was. No, yeah, it's Max good to Charles verify stuff up. though. It's good yeah. To verify Max Charles stuff. said that he worked with him for a week. Um, going into this. So he had worked with him for a week. Blessing already works with him, and now Justin Rodriguez is starting with him now. So that'll be interesting. I thought he looked great, too. Yeah. I, I just hope Max can stay with him, though, because I, I don't know what happens, but it was the same. Like, he was killing it with Milos, and then all of a sudden they weren't together anymore. And I'm like, hmm. why? What happened? And then he didn't do well again for, like, three or four shows. Well. So we'll see. He looks good the harder he is. The yeah. He looks. So, absolutely. You know, one of my questions is how much of a dump is Venice compared to 15, 20 years ago? <laughs> already it's way that. worse. It's the way worse. It was cool, but Venice is, Venice is rough. And we also went to the firehouse. We went to the legendary firehouse restaurant. He had his Bob Bowl. Dusty had his Bob Bowl. I did. Nice. And uh, I had my two proteins and two carbs, you know, that I always have. What's the the Bob Bowl? Is it chicken and beef together? 
No, it's uh, 12 ounces steak, okay. rice, um, green and red peppers, and onion. So, like, the beef is all sautéed with the onion and the red peppers and green peppers. They just put it over rice. Nice. Yeah, it's bomb. That's essentially what I eat everywhere I go when it's time for a meal. When Ron and I went to dinner after the next day we trained, you know what I ate? Steak and rice. <laughs> <laughs> Never fails. That's my, that's my jam. You know what I ate? What? Steak and fries. I'm a fries guy when I'm on the road. I lost four pounds while we were gone, and all I did was eat shit. I came home exactly the same weight. I was 247.6 or something the morning I left. Morning of the day I left. And then I was 248.2 this morning. So After a nice, basically the same nights, nice night's <coughs> sleep in his bed, Ron actually was home in Vancouver before I took off yesterday, and then flew 11, 11, all the way. I told I told Scott Ron that uh, I landed here at eight thirty this morning, and then I kind of came back to the house. I showered. I I have to shower immediately after getting off of an airplane. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, showered. I laid down for like three minutes and I'm like, I'm exhausted. I got to train shoulders. <laughs> Went to the gym, trained shoulders, <laughs> hit my cardio. Oh, you came trained back. already? Yeah, I haven't slept yet since yesterday. You're so. kidding me. You didn't go to sleep after that? <laughs> no, I, we have a show to do. <laughs> How long was We're shoulders? Good. Look, look, oh, there we go. Monster. We got monsters. We're good. Well, I had shoulders, Man. then I had abs, and I've got dogs that have missed me. You got to spend some quality time. I had to go to the store. Someone threw away my gallon bottle. It's not good. I can tell Something you guys have traveled. Disgusting. I can tell you guys have what traveled you today. You're, you're like a little more subdued. Like, these guys have been well, on, on the road for a few days, one, guys. What, what, one that one thing I gotta one thing I gotta say about Dusty is Dusty, you know, like I try to minimize the reasons that I have to leave the hotel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I really want minimal reasons for me to leave the hotel. Dusty's always walking to Target <laughs> to get something or going to the store to grab something or something. he's always he's 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 a he's an active guy, you know. You think you think Dusty's, you know, still, what do you weigh, 290? Jesus. <laughs> yes. You know? But he's, like, not afraid to be like, oh, I got to go to Target. Got to get got to get this. Got to get that. And I'm, yeah. He's, uh, he's always got somewhere to go. So I, I walked, you know, I walked with him a few times. And then there was a couple times where I'm like, you know, should we Uber? And he's like, no, let's just walk. And I'm like, huh, huh Dusty's like a walker. I just didn't peg him for a walker, you know? <laughs> I pegged him for like an uber absolutely everywhere type of guy. And he impressed me oh, with yeah. his, his, you know, his ability to just, nah, nah, it's only seven blocks. Yeah. You know, seven blocks. It wasn't bad. I'm like, yeah. Ron probably walked like three miles a couple of days for sure. Like just hitting the streets yeah. with me with the random shit. He even sold it. So, Scott, imagine this. <clears throat> Yeah, let's so find your quick. You quick, can't find quick your intro. AirPods. Go. I, I, we we badmouthed Venice, but now we got to talk about downtown. Okay. Oh. Didn't God. mean to badmouth Venice. It's still it's still Venice. It's you still mean like beautiful. downtown but, L.A.? But we're, our hotel was downtown, so let's just make sure we let everyone know that. 
Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. so we're in downtown. We're in LA. Okay. And the very first, I mean, I saw Ron for three minutes when he gets there. We walk out front to wait for our Uber, and Ron looks down and sees a broken Hello Kitty water bong sitting there. <laughs> so we did what any good, you know, solid adult would do. We took a picture with it, and I had him get down to like the gangster stance that they do, like when they're by their car tire, you know. So got that shot. And then we realized, oh, it's so sad. They they broke their bong. Oh, but also they left their crack pipe, which is right here on the sidewalk behind it. Holy shit. So there, there was, a, I mean, literally a crack pipe right there. That, let's see, more homeless tents, all that shit. But I thought that the worst part was the human feces oh, on the ground. Yeah. It's got to be yeah, somewhere, like, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, dog yeah. shit smells different. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely human shit. Dog shit right smells different. Like, you'd see shit, and you'd be walking towards some shit, and it'd be like, oh, it's dog shit. I can smell it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But then you'd sometimes see some shit, like, smashed on the ground or, or a little pebble or, like, a turd, and it would fucking, you'd be like, ugh, just keep walking. Oh, my God. Huh. Yeah, yeah I guess they got to go somewhere. Hey, there on the sidewalk. Yeah, right in the middle. Sometimes apparently. I guess. I mean, with your bong. I guess. I guess sometimes you got to prove a point. You know, shit in everybody's way. <laughs> you know, it was it fucking was... proving a point. <laughs> We're doing this now. Yeah, fuck hey, you. When it hits, it hits. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's like. I always come back from places like that. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I, it, it makes you think about all the, all the different stories you hear about a big giant city like that. I mean, you know, we all live in big, I live in a city of 4 million people, but it's not Los Angeles, you know, like, right. You know, think of all the movies and books that have been written about that city. Oh, how yeah. huge it is. Isn't it 15 million people now? Hey, look it up. He's on. I thought it was 11 at one point. Scott's on it. I'll, What's the current population out. of greater Los Angeles? You know? Yeah. Carry on. It, I'll find out. It's big enough. It's big enough that. So, like, there's a few cities where you fly into them and it looks like um, city goes to the horizon in all directions. Right. right. Shanghai is one of them. It's like 32 million people. You fly into Shanghai, you come through the clouds, which is like a blanket of smog. You come drop through the blanket of smog and the city appears. And it looks like the Borg have infected the planet. And it's just nothing but machines. You know what I mean? Like something from Terminator where machines, <laughs> rise of the just machines. covered the surface. Yeah. Rise of the machines. It's just, Machines have covered the earth. It's just concrete as far as you could see in all directions. The only thing is LA is on the water, so you can see water like when you fly in. So it's not as, as overwhelming as Shanghai. Because um, Shanghai just just so crazy when you come through the clouds. But, but yeah, LA's got that look. You know, It's just so fucking huge. What, did, what was the number you said you thought it was? I, I thought, well, I thought it was 11 at one point, so I'm assuming it's higher. 
So, okay, you're a little, little overshot there. Um, 2020, at least just like the quick Google search, it says 3.9 million people. But that's LA. Oh. You're thinking of like surrounding areas and stuff as well. Because that's, to give you an idea though, Ron, with, with that, um, in 2020, Chicago only had 2.69 million. Yeah. Chicago, actual Chicago, you know? Right. So, because I think where it gets confusing for people is like people will say like the like Phoenix is over four million, but it's actually Phoenix, Scottsdale, Chandler. Oh, so like I, the I, surrounding I, I, area. I googled Greater Los Angeles. Okay, if yeah. you Google Greater Los Angeles, it says it's the second largest metropolitan region in the U.S. with eighteen point seven million. So you were close as of two twenty. Huh. Five counties. Yeah. Do they say what the first There's was? Five counties. What? There's Ventura, Ventura County, San Bernardino, Riverside, Los Angeles County, and one more, I guess. Well, that's from 2020 though, so that's a that's a lot lower now because half of those ones moved. And Orange to Texas. County. Yeah, they're in Texas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. to fuck it up. <laughs> so it's Los Angeles County, Orange County, San Bernardino County, Riverside, and Ventura. Hmm. Those are the the counties that make up 18.7 million people. So, yeah, it's fucking huge, man. You know, those are my thoughts. It wasn't. That's it. That's the full rundown of our trip to L.A., Scott. I appreciate it. Just think of all the people that have. So one of the things about Los Angeles that crosses my mind is I is I I think about all the people that went there to try to become something. Hmm. You know what I mean? And that's like and now they're shitting I don't on know. sidewalks. <laughs> now they're shitting on sidewalks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but summary of the trip had a lot of fun. Expo wasn't that big, but it was good to see the people we saw. Golds was fun. Had a blast. Shot a video. Dusty and I talked a lot about business over okay. our IHOP breakfast four mornings in a row. It's a lot of IHOP. And uh, yeah. It was a lot of IHOP. By the last day, our, we don't need Our server IHOP. got to know us. Yeah. Our server got to know us. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we show up. See you next year. Would you like to sit at the same table? I'm like, any table is fine, but the same one will work. Sure. Yeah. It's a good time. Ain't nothing but shit. I had a couple of I had a couple of whey isolate in water shakes and called them meals just to like <laughs> bring my average calorie intake down for the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Br- bridge the IHOPs. <laughs> you didn't want it to be the three, yeah. So yeah, so typical diet for me. Yeah, so like diner breakfast, right? <laughs> Steak and eggs with hash browns and pancakes for breakfast every morning. And then usually a big restaurant bomb after we trained either, you know, we went to cheesecake factory one day. Yeah. Fucking yep. pigged out. What was the bill? It's like, anyways, um, <laughs> but, but you, you're leaving out. See, I have to jump in. He's, he's, I forgot about this. So we're sitting at the table ordering <laughs> and there's this, this like six women at the table next to us older. And, uh, all of a sudden, one of them goes, what is this, like your last supper? And we're like, what? 
And she's like, why are you eating so much food? <laughs> she was and funny. We're, you know, we're answering, going back and forth, like joking. Yeah. Then she literally later, as the we have the dessert come out, and they're like, you got dessert too? And I got a to-go thing. At one point, she's actually leaning over Ron's shoulder because he's got the bill to see how much the bill costs. <laughs> you know, har- harassing <laughs> us there. And then, and they were funny because, I mean, they, they were hammering us. And it was so great because we ended up leaving at the same time as them. And we were waiting for an Uber. And the lady goes, what, you waiting for a U-Haul to come pick your ass up? <laughs> I mean, she was amazing. She did not let She was right out of a, she was, she was like, she was right out of a sitcom. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. She was like a character out of a sitcom. You know, just the way she talked and yeah. That's amazing. Wait for classic. a U-Haul to pick your ass up. She needs like a laugh track. <laughs> One of those people that just needs yeah, like a laugh was. track after everything she says. You know, and her friends. Any questions, mm-hmm. Scott? Do we have anything? I got a few. What do you, what do you have, yeah, Ron? Do you have anything? Are we leaning into well, these? Well, I today? like to do. I like to do YouTube ones. Okay. First, we got to give them priority. Right. This is in no particular order. I'm just gonna grab what we've got. Um, question for the next one. I've heard water retention from flying. But what about long drives? I hold a lot of water in my calves and ankles. Well, I always found that, I mean, that's just from sitting for a long period of time and not moving around is the problem, right? So I always found on flights, the two things that helped the most was drinking a lot of fluid to keep your body flushing. You know, you want to keep your aldosterone levels really low. So you want to keep your fluid coming in. And I know it's annoying to get up and pee a lot when you're on a plane, but if you want to get off on the other side of that flight, looking as good as possible, you want to keep peeing. You want to keep your pee clear while you're on the plane is a good, is a good way to think about it. And I used, to think, uh, I used to think a half liter an hour. If I drank like a half liter an hour, that kind of like made sense to me. It averaged out. It wasn't a crazy amount of fluid, but it was like enough to really stay hydrated. And, um, and then also on long flights, I had a lot of success. I'm, I'm assuming it helped because I got, off, I got off the other end of a lot of flights looking really good. Would it be as I'd get up and move around on the flight? Like some of the long flights, I'd, you know, some of the overseas ones, I'd, I'd go stand, you know, off, you know, when everyone's, you know, sleeping, I'd, go do like a round of stretches and like body weight squats and calf raises and just like move around, like move your leg muscles, get your blood pumping. You know what I mean? And just uh, do some light stretching and, and it's just all moving fluid yeah. and pushing your blood through your body. And you know, that always helped a lot, but the long drive thing is, you know, the same thing. It's just from sitting and not drinking and you know, like all that stuff makes a difference. So, you know, if you want to pull over a little bit more and move around, drink more and pull over and piss more, I guess maybe try that. <laughs> but that's the trade off you make more, when you drive, more. right? <laughs> right. You know, every time you go on a road trip, you just want to fucking get there. So, you know, you limit your fluid and, you know, I know how it goes. You got anything for that one, Dusty? That is absolutely completely covered. All right. I would be completely lying if I had anything. 
<laughs> I feel like I've heard this story before, but I feel like a lot of people probably haven't if they haven't been watching the channel from the start. Um, nice comment, too. John says, uh, this is the most educational bodybuilding channel. Thank you for the content. And he also said, how did you all uh, meet one another? Tinder. <laughs> did they have that? Did they have that back then? <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. If we've provided value to you today, then please consider contributing to our show. You can help support the show through Patreon. Every $5 helps to pay for the software and the hardware and everything else that goes into making a podcast. You can also contribute by using our code at True Nutrition. True Nutrition has been our title sponsor for several years now. I'm super grateful for them. And I've believed in True Nutrition supplements long before they sponsored our programming. You could use our code THINK for health supplements and performance supplements. Feel free to hit me up if you have any questions. And if you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have free shipping over $99, huge discounts on overstock, short dated, and label change products. Plus, they have all your normal supplements too. Thank you guys for listening to the commercial. I hope you're having a great day and that your bodybuilding is going well. Let's get back to the shelf. Yeah, we I remember when swiped. I met Dusty. I met Dusty at the Olympia while he was just walking by. I think it would have been 2011. Mm -hmm. I think it was 2011. That yep. makes sense, Dusty. 2011 mm -hmm. Olympia. Um, or was it earlier than that? I thought I was there with Mutant, which was 2011 for the first time. But I'd been to many Olympias. I'd been to every year. I'm pretty and sure with Mutant when we met. So I think it was 2011. Anyways, um, you walked by and uh, we briefly chatted because your dog had just passed away. Yes, Molly. Molly. Molly just passed away. And I hadn't met you yet, but I'd seen you on the board. Like, I knew your name, Dusty Hanshaw 08. You know, you were like, didn't you use that on like forums? Boards? Didn't forums yep. and stuff? So anyways, I knew who you were. But that's uh, that was our first conversation. And then... The first time we talked after that would have been at Temple Gym. Hmm. Yep. Wasn't it at Temple Gym? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it was. We, we met because we had wandered in there um, to train, and Ron showed up with the entire mutant team. And he also brought this really crazy Englishman who was screaming at me during my sets. And that was Dino. I brought Dino. It was Dino. <laughs> but. So Dusty and I knew each other, obviously, because of, you know, we had already met, but we didn't really like, I'd never seen him in the gym, you know, nothing like that. So then we ran into each other at Temple Gym in England that one day and we took pictures yep. together. That was the first time we took a photo together with Jose and everything. Nice. We should and find then, uh, that picture because we could add yeah, it to yeah. our collection of five. Yeah. 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 And then that was the start. <laughs> that was the start, Scott. All right. That's a, that's a good story. And then just to kind of get a little was, more out of my, this. Oh, go ahead. My, my, my instant gut reaction was, oh, I'm going to be friends with this guy because there's a lot of things deeply wrong with him. And as long <laughs> as I don't judge him for those things, he will never judge me. We can have a solid friendship. There we go. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to dig a little deeper. That was good. That's what I was, that's what I was looking for <laughs> right. right there. I knew it. I could tell by, by your tone. I could tell by your tone you wanted more. I got you. You wanted more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, 
This is from a uh, classic name here. Butt Munch Jerry. Hey. That's good. Uh, question for the next show. This is He posted this a couple of weeks ago for all of you. On the topic of friendships from the uh, current episode, who has been your most supportive friend in your life? Who has stood by your side through both your highs and lows? Why and how did you pick this person? Please pick somebody outside of family or a spouse slash partner. Uh, I thought it would be pretty cool to give a shout out to a person that you know. This doesn't have to be anybody bodybuilding related. No weaseling out and say uh, everybody close to me has been supportive. <laughs> this guy is a butt munch. No, <laughs> you know what? Actually, um, I I have had a lot of. I don't have a lot of friends. I, I and I, I know a lot of people and speak to a lot of people and. Uh, but I, I don't use the word friend the same as a lot of people do. Um, friends to me are people who absolutely like from jump have your back. Um, you know, so if I was going to say the longest term, I wouldn't say most, most, but the longest term friend I have is would be Dante for sure. Because I met him in 2007. Um, and he literally, not only in bodybuilding, but in life, you know, has, has given me a ton of, and Ron, Ron can vouch for that too, is just information, help, um, anything, you know, it's, it's just been crazy. We met, hit it off and, you know, he kind of brought me in all the way back then. And I mean, he's helped me with business stuff, real estate stuff, bodybuilding stuff, um, and, and definitely is there for the ups and downs. But that being said, after last year, and I mean, I have, I have more friends like that than probably anyone that I know. Hmm. Because I mean, literally, there's like six people after the accident, even people that I didn't realize that I thought were, I knew we were friends, but I didn't realize to what degree. And now I'm like, oh, I've got like five or six people that would pretty much do anything to help, whether it's financial, work, whatever. Um, and most people don't have that. And as far as how to pick them, I don't think you like pick. Like, I mean, Ron, for example, obviously is one of my closest friends. And it's like, we just, I think you end up kind of, um, you gravitate, gravitate towards people. And then when you spend some time with him, you realize it's, you know, more and more. I mean, for example, I didn't know Ron well um, when I signed with Mutant, but I knew him well enough that I reached out and e I mean, I literally emailed him as soon as I lost contract and said, hey, what, you know, what do we have to do? And I sent him the, the formal breakdown too, but it was very, I just knew that I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be somewhere else, I want to be somewhere where I already know that the, the leader of their thing is someone that I respect. You know, I put respect much higher than any other thing in a friendship um, because that doesn't vary based on what their opinions are, what their political opinions, things like that. The respect stays. So, you know, and, and that was a prime example. The longer we've spent time together, the, the more that friendship has proven to be far beyond bodybuilding. I mean, when, when we're done with this shit years down the line, we'll still be friends where I have other people that are absolutely bodybuilding friends yeah yeah you know what i mean 
Hmm. Yeah, good answer. Hey, Dusty going deep. That's as far so, as you could go. As far as you could go. So I've got like a couple people that I consider like my real inner circle of friends. And that's, uh, you know, just usually time is the the real tester for me. And um, so, you know, I've got my two longest standing friends who, uh, you know, they flew to all my shows. They they flew all the way across the country to watch me compete at nationals every year. Like, yeah. No matter where I was going, they would fly there. And uh, I worked in the bar industry with both of them. I lived with one of them for seven years. So those 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 two friends of mine are Scott and James, and they live in back at Edmonton. I met James no, in '99. I'm in Detroit. I'm in Detroit area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, different Scott. <laughs> so they uh, they live back in Edmonton, where I used where, but I but but uh, so I met James in '99 when I moved to Edmonton, and we worked in the bar industry together for years, and we're good friends from the gym, and he came to watch me compete, and we worked out together a bit, and. But James and I are, you know, he's one of my very closest friends. But uh, Scott has actually been my friend since 1990. That's a long we met time. In grade, yeah, we That's, met in grade 10. It's like before Nirvana. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking Ron's so, language. So, <laughs> yeah. So we, we met in grade 10 and we were, you know, by grade 11, we were hanging out constantly. And then grade 12, you know you know, inseparable. And then we wound up living together. We traveled, we lived in Australia together for a year. We traveled together. We lived in Edmonton for six years together. You know, like we just like, you know, it was, he's, he's, he's probably my closest friend, you know, just because all the time we've been friends and, you know, you know, I was at his wedding, you know, stood, stood up with him at his wedding and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that'd be my buddy, Scott. <laughs> So, you know, he's like the first person I called when my mom passed. You know what I mean? He's like yeah. my first friend mm-hmm. that I told, you know, like that sort of stuff. You know, my best, probably my best, longest friend. Yeah. I've heard of he was him. my training partner, too. He was my training partner, too. And he's not a competitor or anything. Like, he's just a dude who trains, right? Yeah. But he was one of the best training partners I ever, ever had because he was a perfectly trained spotter. Yeah. he trained really hard. And he trained very progressive. Like he wanted another rep on everything. Yeah. So it was, he was perfect training partner. I had one of my, okay. one of my best friends, I would say, who was a guy who wasn't a bodybuilder, but he wanted to be. And he, he, we met in the back room of like a grocery store. And then like two weeks later, he had gotten my number from somebody else. And he texted me and he was like, Hey, can you help me get into, you know, bodybuilding? And I was like, well, what are you doing? You know, tomorrow, let's meet up. I, this is when I train. You're welcome to join me. And then he started coming to the gym and he literally trained with me for like from that day forward for like the next three years, something like that. And <laughs> oh, like, that's awesome. you know, helped me, like hung with me through shows, did cardio with me, all of that. It was cool. It was cool. His name is Matt. Good friend of mine. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I love I that you. Know. I love that you had a, a, a. You can come work out with me tomorrow, and then he comes the next day. Also, and you're like, what the fuck? I <laughs> no, it's cool. And right he ended up. Uh, <laughs> he ended up trying to compete once, and it That's was how a shame. I got my current partner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He ended up trying to compete once, and he got like um, 
MRSA on an ingrown hair on the like right by the groin on the inside of his thigh and Ooh. ended up getting taken out. So I remember because he was telling me, he was like, man, he was like, once I get shredded, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stay there for a while because I just want to enjoy being lean. And I told him, we still talk about to this to this day because I was like, you know, Matt, when you get that lean, like contest lean, it's not comfortable. It's not something you're going to really want to enjoy. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to spend the summer like that, you know, and like walk oh, around and stuff, like pick up girls. It's going to be cool. I was like, no, no, Matt. And so when we finally got there, I was like, Matt, so how are you doing? Are you enjoying being lean? You know, when he was really struggling. And then like literally like a week out, he got this infection on his inner thigh oh. and was hospitalized. And they're pumping him full antibiotics. And that was it. Oh my Fluids. God. Yeah. A yeah. week From out. From Yeah. It was like he did something, you know. And they, they were like, he like he, he it got infected and then it got MRSA. And they were like, yeah, you probably picked it up from the gym or something, you know. Jesus, fuck. That's wild. Yeah. How random is MRSA? Yeah. You know, that's just crazy. I got a few more okay. here. Let's Shoot. Here. Okay. Uh, last five minute crew question for the next episode. Six, three, two fifty. Just coming off of a blast push. Uh, things went very great. Body composition is good. I have uh, scar revision surgery in a month. It's minor, uh, which will put me out of training for four to five weeks. How should I structure my diet to limit muscle loss slash fat gain while I recover? Slowly drop to maintenance calories uh, and increase protein. And he starts, he gives some examples from there. Mm. Well, he's going to need a lot less food if he stops training. You know, so, I mean... I wouldn't increase protein. That's not going to help at all because it's the training that drives protein requirements. So when you stop training, the protein requirement goes way down. Mm. So, but protein is still, you know, beneficial to eat a little extra protein, I think, because it, you know, satiates you and all that stuff. And maybe he'll be able to control his diet better. But if, if I didn't train at all and didn't exercise, I'd hate to think of how little I could get away with eating. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's one thing that pushes your food for sure. <laughs> like, that's one of the reasons I train hard is because I like to have like a couple spoonfuls of ice cream whenever the fuck I want, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you pretty know, much covered everything this- I was going to say with, with that. It's just the, you, you have to lower your calories because you're burning less. Um, I would keep the protein honestly the same. I'm assuming he's at a kind of typical bodybuilding level. Um, and then I would watch the mirror. You, that's the biggest thing is it's imp- how many times you get the question, like what diet is best for me? This is, these are my numbers. I'm six, five, two fifty, eight percent body fat. It doesn't really work that way. Um, so in that position, knowing you're going to start moving, I would probably look at if they have an off day diet that they're currently doing run that daily and then watch what happens. You might need a little more because it might be too low or it might be perfectly fine. So at the end of the day, I think it's important to remind people, even when I'm putting together a diet for someone, although I have experience to make that first educated guess on the diet, it is a we'll see. You know, I'm going to give you this, you're yeah. going to follow it for a couple of weeks and then I'm going to see what your body tells me. It's going to tell me if 
I went too high or too low and then you adjust from there. And I'm not sure like it's, he says scar revision surgery. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he can do any cardio or anything like that, but you can. even if he's a, if, even if he can just walk, I would keep, like, you have to keep the furnace going. Like you have to keep exercising. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't just sure. want to like completely detrain your, your, your entire system. You know, if your muscle tissue has to rest fine, but I would keep the blood pumping and keep the huffing and puffing going if you can, as much as you can. I think that that's important, mm -hmm. you know, keep the furnace Agreed. hot, you know, yeah. somehow. Fuck. And he's not really going to lose any muscle. You know what I mean? Like it's, no. I think that we fear that, you know, we're like, oh man, what's going to happen? And I need to really be careful. Like, you know, by the time he's able to train again, it'll all come back. Anything that, you know, oh, deflates. Yeah. Boom, boom. Okay. All right. I think I have you guys one watch, more. Oh, yeah, go ahead. you go. Okay. No, no. I was going to ask you guys a question, but fire away. All right. Easy I'll one. Uh, this is from Katie, new Patreon subscriber. By the way, guys, thanks for uh, supporting the shows on Patreon. And comment with questions for the show. We forgot to tell them that at the beginning, too, like when we started yes. doing questions. Um, she says... Uh, uh, when would you cut growth hormone going into a show? And are there any scenarios where you would run it all the way into the show? Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> you go ahead, Dusty. Elaborate. Well, basically, the thing is this. There's no rules in bodybuilding. I say this all the time. That's, a, that's an acetoism. Um, so... It, it's kind of like the I, I see it very similar when guys are like oh we got to pull out the long lastings and and go to the short esters now because the show's getting close. I want to hold water and I'm like, are you holding water now? No. Why would you start holding water? Like so, right. a lot of people have read things and seen things and they make decisions. Um, I don't. If I, if I was starting with them and we're looking at growth, I can't say what's going to happen by the end. Um, but if the picture is looking good and you're coming into a show, you don't make those changes. Like, especially if you're down, they're peeled, they're full, everything looking good. And really the only thing left to do is pull the water. Don't worry about the growth. I can get rid of the water, you yeah. know, uh, on the contrary, if you're, if you're coming down and you realize like I have a ton of water and I, you know, and I really want to make sure I clean out then, you know, seven, 10 days out pull it good to go. But I find for myself and my experience with clients more often than not, it doesn't come out. Okay. Well, I essentially agree with dusty, but I'm, it's also dose related. So let's say you got mm -hmm. a guy who's doing eight, eight IUs of farm. Mm, GH, yeah. And I mean, more likely than not, there's just a little bit of a squishy look, even if his glutes are striated. It's like, I bet you'd be harder if you weren't running eight IUs of farm GH. Maybe if you're only running two or three IUs of farm GH, or maybe no GH, because mm. you're fucking big and ripped enough. Let's just go for condition. So I, I'm, I, that's sort of how I, I look at it. If you're running three IUs of generic, and you don't appear to be holding any water, you're probably not holding any water and you probably don't need to stop taking it. But I don't know if it's any good right. anyways. 
you know? So I don't know. The, the, I, have, uh, I have had guys say they think they hold more water with one brand of pharma versus another brand of pharma, and they're getting them both from right. the pharmacy on prescription. Huh. I've so I can't true. remember. I've got. I've had a couple guys tell me I can't remember which one they said they were holding more on. You know, but um, I know a few guys that have like prescriptions for it, and they try to get, they try to get one, other like one of the brands because they think they hold less water on it. Interesting, you know. And another thing though is we don't have like, you know, no one's doing proper like research on this stuff. See, if bodybuilders hold water at eight IU's of Farm GH a day, but. John Jewett did put up something that supports, sort of supports how I feel about it. He put up a thing saying that growth hormone does alter, slightly affect kidney function when it's elevated. And that, you know, his argument was that it led to, you know, even if it's extraordinarily minor, but there was like a, a difference in how the kidney filtered. So, I can't remember. I'd love to find the slide. It was one of those carousel posts that Ju John Jewett puts up. Interesting. And it had like something about mm. growth hormone and, and kidney filtration. Um, it wasn't like damaging or anything. It just altered how it, how it did it. Yeah. Like it affected it. So it supported the idea right. of pulling the growth. But Dusty's also completely right. Some people just Makes sense. look fucking awesome on anything. You know? So yeah. what do you do? You know, it's a call. But here's another thing I'll, I will say. I've never seen anybody's one physique more collapse. Oh. I've never seen anyone's physique collapse because they stopped taking their growth. I've never seen it hurt anyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Immediately flat. <laughs> yeah, this didn't happen. So. I think we got some leg on Dusty. Yeah, Dusty's connection ain't great. It was good Something happened. His wife no one's here. Away. We lost him. He hung up in anger. You ever hear the term rage quit? Like people on video games, they rage quit. Dusty rage, rage quit, quit the podcast. There just he is. Delete the app, bro. You offended me. I just freaking bounced. No, I actually was watching it get more pixelated, and I actually froze for a minute. I saw that during Ron's, uh, and I was like, I just gotta, I didn't want to jump out while he was in a good rhythm. You know, I can tell when things rhythm, freeze. It's like if you're having a conversation, you go out of your way to you go. Know, like someone jumps in, talks about a fire truck. It's not good. Um, <laughs> you go out of your way. So to I go, got like, one. I mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When, when you're freezing up, I yeah. see it. I hear it. <laughs> you see me. You see, I'm also watching to see how long it takes. I'll, I'll make I'll do that, and then I see your guys' reaction to it. I'm like, that was like three seconds. Okay, that's a long time. <laughs> what was? What okay. do you have? I got a question. They want to know. They're asking us, the three of us, what era of the UFC we paid the most attention to. Why does my thing suck so bad? You look good here. Are we losing Dusty again? I guess we Should are. I lose Scott? I'm here. Do you see me? I didn't know. I didn't hear oh, you, you for you, a second. So oh, you were talking okay. and I said, what era of the... And that's all I got. What era of... The question is, what era of the UFC did you guys pay the most attention to? Well, I mean, 
I paid the most attention to Connor's era because he made you, and that's why he's worth a jillion dollars. Um, but actually, when UFC, I don't want to say when I first found the UFC, I really enjoyed um, like the uh, GSP era. I thought was an awesome time across across all the divisions. You know, and I'm far from an right. expert, so I'm not going to try to spout into it. But I did find that right, I would, right. on the regular, a card would come up. I'm like, shit, I got to buy that. And I passed. Oh, so you were on buying cards. You were a big enough fan. Yeah. Big enough fan that you would yeah. buy certain cards. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. for sure. What about you, Scott? I, uh, what was your UFC? Like, did you have a phase where you were into it at all? No. Or did you I, ever go to a pay per view where you go to no, a bar to watch a fight or anything like that? I've worked with some guys in that, that can, they are mixed martial artists. And one guy that was in the UFC, but I, I, and he was like a lower level, but I, uh, I have never gotten into it. Like, I've, I've known a lot of guys. In fact, it, you know, it was more popular, I think, a few years back. Like, um that when like tap out was really like people were walking around with all the tap out shirts and all that like all the time right 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 and we had like some Mm -hmm. crossover in our gyms so we had like one of our powerhouses even um they kind of half converted it to like an mma gym and i remember when those guys came in it like just started smelling like sweat all the time like really nasty sweat (laughs) and they had the mats out and everything and i was getting ready for a show and we'd like you know both we'd all be in the locker room at the same time and i you know they were impressed with what i was doing and i was impressed with Mm -hmm. what they were doing but like as far as like actually watching it the only thing i ever watched was um a documentary called the smashing smashing machine and it was about a guy named um mark carr does that ring a bell? No. It was like years I'll ago. Check it out. It was it was a weird movie because I think they were, I think I think it was UFC and they were like documenting him, but then he turned out and he was like a big jack dude too, like real like bodybuilder jacked, and um, and but he had like this drug addiction issue, and so they're documenting him and then they're at his house and he's like shooting dope and stuff. It was weird. We like it it like it wasn't the documentary they planned. And so when I think of like, I don't know, when I, when I think of like, what do I like about the UFC? I like that movie. It was weird, weird as hell, but it was good. That's <laughs> Listen, before, That's before anyone, before anyone goes and jumps on Google and, and Google's smashing machine, be careful. Yeah. Um, I'm just want to throw that out there. I saw this movie called The Smashing Machine. It might machine. go sideways yeah. on you. <laughs> might go sideways. You might want to use a, a private browser or a VPN for that one. Yeah, yeah here he is. <laughs> Do so, not Google that one at work. Okay, so check this out. Um, like, you can't really see him here, but you can see, like, from it, like, he looked like a bodybuilder, right? Like that does not yeah, look yeah, like yeah, a yeah, UFC a dude. Yeah. So he was he was jacked. That's funny. See, my first memory of the UFC goes back to walking into the video store and seeing UFC one and two on the shelf mm. side by side. Like it's like they both arrived right. at the same time. You know what I mean? And so I rented them both, mm. and um, I took them up to the counter, and the guy was like, "You haven't seen these? Are fucking crazy." And it was back in the early days with like no weight classes, no rules, no nothing. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I remember watching the first two UFCs. 
Oh, they wore nothing. They would go out there like in their whatever martial art they did. Like they'd go out there in their, like Hoist Gracie mm-hmm. came out in his gi. But he liked wearing his gi because it made other people grab onto him. And then once they grabbed onto him, he right. was like, perfect. That's exactly what I want you to do. Now I'm going to break your fucking arm or choke you out. And that's why Hoist Gracie just, I remember how he just killed everyone. Like he just choked everybody out. And, and it was the awesome tournament style back then. So like, it wasn't a card. It was like, okay, we got these 16 fighters and we're going to have a fucking tournament right now. And you're going to fight four fights in a day if you want to win. You know? Right. And Hoist Gracie won the first two. So he was like, you know, champion of both of them. He beat Ken Shamrock in the final uh, the first year. Him and Ken Shamrock. Everyone thought Shamrock was going to kill him. Like you're watching the video and the, you know, everyone's like, Oh, Ken Shamrock looks pretty dominant here, you know, because he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he was like, no, and like, he was like super dangerous Japanese pancreas fighter, right? So everyone knew he was like a leg breaker and shit. And they'd seen Hoist choke the other guys out all morning, but they thought, wow, you know, they're both, they're both grapplers. So, you know, Shamrock's so much bigger and stronger that since they're both grapplers, he right. should win, you know, but then Gracie fucking got his back and, Put him to, you know, choked him out, and um, everyone was just like this fucking skinny, unathletic dude just mm. beat everybody. It was really weird, you know. <laughs> you know, just looked like he was six feet tall, one hundred and seventy pounds. Dang, you know, never lifted a weight a day. Working in his life. everyone, you know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe did push ups. I don't know. So yeah, that was my first introduction. But I'd say the 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 phase that I paid the most attention to was kind of like when it was starting to get televised. You know, you'd get the UFC on TV and stuff. I remember when Dana White bought it and it started like, you know, they changed all the rules. And then next thing you know, like there's Matt Hughes and GSP and you know all those guys fighting, mm-hmm. and it was like super fun. Like I remember we used to go to like over to someone's house and they they'd get the card and you'd all like watch it watch it together. You know, I did that a bunch of times. Yeah. So that'd be that era. I don't even remember what year that would be. 2005? Well, Something Matt, like that. Matt Kerr was like 97. Well, it said actually 97 to 2009. So I think the movie was earlier on, though. 255. Right. He was a big dude. There were some big dudes. Like, Do you remember who Mark Coleman is? Oh, yeah. Mark Coleman was jacked. He looked... Yeah, he looked like Goldberg. You know, he was fucking big. And he's like out there head kicking people, knocking them out. It was crazy. It was a free for all, man. <laughs> you know, total free for all. The guys looked jacked up. Like there'd be big fucking purple guys with traps in there fighting, smashing each other in the head. You know, big purples. Right, Dusty? Don't Google that either. Is he going to delay? <laughs> okay. So do you know what the next event you're going to is, Dusty? Have they told you? I guess I'm going to Dallas uh, in, in like oh. three weeks or so. Yeah. Oh, okay. You it's get quick. to go to Dallas? Yeah. What's that for? I just found out. Hmm. I have no idea. I didn't ask. I wasn't okay. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> I don't even ask. <laughs> I'll bring my mutant t-shirt. <laughs> I'm on my way. Okay. Okay. 
Well, I look forward to seeing you again, training it again. And also, Scott, I look forward to training with you too. You get left out on some of these trips. I know. I was jealous. I was jealous. I I would have loved to, to just be at Gold's and see what it was like and just smell the shit for myself, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Gold's didn't smell like shit. Gold smelled great. Yeah, they just get in the greater Los Angeles area. 13 million people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 19, whatever it was. 18.7. 18, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, everybody. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment. And ring the bell. There we go. See, now I don't know if he had a delay or not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Anyways>. Okay. <laughs> Remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>